it's been the beginning of the lasts for me. I just had my last first day of elementary school and my last elementary back to school night. I got to sit at Michael's desk and as the teacher was talking, I was just sitting there looking around the classroom, taking in the view that Michael has for 15 plus hours of his week, looking at all the different centers, trying to picture him walking around the room and working in each spot, the library with the carpet squares that he sits on to read a book, and picturing him sitting at his desk, the one I was sitting at, drawing and coloring his self-portrait that is now hanging on the decorated walls. And it hit me that it's his last year to ever be in a classroom like this, as a student anyway. Next year, he'll be in middle school, and he won't be in the same classroom for more than one period because the kids change classrooms for every subject. And all these moments are so bittersweet. I love watching my kids grow up, coming into their own, but I'm not ready to not have babies anymore, and I'm having such a hard time with it. Especially this time of year, as we move into the holidays, He's already asked me if he can trick-or-treat with only his friends this year, and I totally get it, but I'm not mentally prepared for it. I had it in my head that this year would be the last year because he's fifth and in middle school who wants to trick-or-treat with their moms. I planned on walking him around, but I also don't want to be the only parent tagging along and embarrassing him this year. So mental struggle. Stay tuned on what happens with that one. But a lot of those last times you won't know are the last times when they happen. Like, the last time they'll sit on your lap for a snuggle or the last time they'll hold your hand on the walk to school. So when you are aware of those last times, take it in. I didn't do that with my girls because it didn't really feel like the last with them, probably because I had Michael to do all of those things with. You just become more aware of things when it's your last, your baby. So mamas, just enjoy the moment. Be in the moment. Take in the moment. Because these moments are going to fly by and you're never going to get them back. But I'll get off my soapbox now. So we're back to school a little over a week and the amount of school notices, emails, sports calendars that I've received can make my head spin. And I'm sure I'm not alone. And I have three kids in two different schools and five different activities. So it's a lot to keep track of. And if you're a working mom, then it makes it even more difficult. So that brings us to today's topic. How to manage your kids' schedules so you don't lose your mind. Getting your kids' schedules is just one of the areas that I help coach moms with. This is one small piece of all the things working moms have to balance in their life. If you feel like you're a hot mess and you can't keep up with everything, book a discovery call with me today and see if coaching is right for you. They're free. It's a five-minute chat. You could tell me what you're struggling with, and I'll tell you if it's something I can help you work through. It's literally that simple. So if you're at all getting a tug in your gut to take that first step in balancing your life, head to my show notes and click that link and let's chat. Are you feeling overwhelmed trying to juggle all the many hats you wear as a working mom? Do you want more quality time with your family without distraction of work and time alone to take care of yourself and your needs? Welcome to Mom Wife Career Life. I'm Carrie, a wife, mom of three, and a recovering perfectionist. In this podcast, I will teach you how to create balance in your life by implementing healthy habits, organizing your home and your schedule, being intentional with your time and in your relationships, and most importantly, how to start putting your needs first because no one can pour from an empty cup. Grab that second cup of coffee, or if you're anything like me, your third, it's time to dive into today's episode of Mom Wife Career Life. 
I used to be the hot mess mom, always forgetting things, mixing up the schedules, showing up at the wrong place at the wrong time. And one day I forgot to send Michael in with money for the book fair. And I felt so terrible because I've been at the book fair when there's the kid that doesn't have the money walking around, looking at all the awesome books and watching their classmates buy stuff and they can't. And I just felt so terrible picturing Michael being that kid. So I knew at that point I needed to find a better way to stay organized. And luckily that day there was a mom friend that was there that I was able to Venmo money and she was able to give it to Michael. And our school PTA is very good about letting kids that don't have money pick out a book. But anyway, I didn't want Michael to have to walk around with that feeling. And that day, I also realized that it shouldn't just be on me. It shouldn't just be the mom's responsibility to remember things. And that's when I came up with my plan on how to better communicate and get my family more involved with our schedule. So today, I'm sharing my tips how to stay organized with your kids' schedules and papers to save you time and your sanity. Number one, create a photo album in your phone for important information with key dates. I just have a general one for my kids' docs when the cover of that album is a clip art image I found of a school so I can locate it easily. But you can get as detailed as you want. You can have one for school, for sports, for medical, but I suggest you start with something general. So here's what goes in that album for me. Email updates from the school or PTA. If there is important info, I take a screenshot and I add it into that folder. If one of my kids gets a notice home from school about a project or an event, especially if it's something that you need to plan ahead or prepare for, take a picture of it, add it to the folder. List party invites, the evites, take a picture or a screenshot of the page with the party details, and put it in those folders, especially the electronic invites. I feel like party invites are coming at us in all different directions these days. We get paper, email, text. And then trying to remember which way it came to you when you try to search for it, which made my head spin on more than one occasion. So take that picture, put it in that album. Those sign-up genius pages when you volunteer for something or sign your kid up for something, the screenshot of that sign-up details and add it to the album. You're basically adding any document with any information that you need to recall at a later date. Instead of searching through your emails or looking for that piece of paper that's Lord knows where, you have everything in one spot on your phone. But you also should be going through this album at least once a month to delete the pictures of all the events that passed or else you're just adding clutter to your phone. Number two, coordinate your calendar. As soon as you get a date for something or on one of those piece of papers or in one of those emails, put it in your calendar. I go electronic first. I get it in there, put as much detail as I can, if there is a link or something that you need to refer back to, add that in the notes. Use your notes section. That is major info real estate right there. I have both paper planner and electronic calendar. If you don't use an electronic calendar, seriously start today and link it to your spouses and get them in the habit of checking it too. If your kids are older and have cell phones, set them up with a calendar too so you can add their stuff to their calendars. When I put something in our calendar and it's for the kids, I can either tag their calendar or invite them using their email address so they can add it to their own calendar. Whatever works for your kids. If you want to have personal stuff on your work calendar, you could also invite your work email too. I don't like to link my work with my personal. If I need to do something or have an appointment during the workday, I just block off that time on my work calendar and put the title of that time block as personal. 
And then I know I just have to look at my phone to see what that activity is. But do whatever works best for you. We use Google so that I can link everything from my Gmail, both for personal and my business. And then we have it linked to our iPhone calendars so we can see everything on our iPhone calendar. If your kids are in sports, then they probably have an online calendar for that team that you can subscribe to. Subscribe. That automatically puts all the details in your calendar for you. And if they change or cancel it, it automatically makes the changes in your calendar too. I am all about automation. The less I have to keep track of, the better. Number three, this has become one of my favorites. Link your Google Calendar to your Alexa or your Echo Dot. You can then ask Alexa, what's on my calendar today, tomorrow, Saturday, and she'll tell you. You can even ask her to set reminders for you and she will remind you. It's a multitasking mom's best friend. And she can also tell your husband what's going on, too. So no more excuses that he didn't know. It's like having a personal assistant. So now we have it on our paper calendars and in our home management center. That also helps my mom and Michael that aren't linked to our calendars because, one, my mom doesn't know how to do technology and Michael doesn't have a cell phone yet. I'm trying to hold out on that one. Alexa can also detect everyone's different voices, which is both amazing and very scary at the same time. But each person in your house can link their own calendars to her. So for older kids that want to put their tests on there or when assignments are due, or when they have birthday parties or sports events, she can remind them of that too. Number four, hold your kids accountable for their own stuff. We have a rule in our house. If there is something you need signed, don't assume I'm going into your folder and I'm going to see it. It is your responsibility to bring it to me. Michael is still a little younger, so I go through his folder to see what notices there are. But my older kids are responsible for their own stuff. And a lot of their stuff is on Google Classroom that I might not know is for me to sign. I do have access to their Google Classroom, and I will check in on it every once in a while. But they know it's their responsibility to put it in front of me to get me to sign it. There are no excuses that I didn't sign something. We had that argument once, and that was the last time. And I'm hoping this is a life lesson for them and teaches them responsibility, accountability, and most importantly, time management. Number five, check in on those Google Classrooms or whatever electronic software the school uses to post assignments. So I have all three of my kids' Google Classrooms on my phone app. Their Google Classrooms have a to-do folder that shows what's assigned to each of them for every class. It has an option to show you what's missing and then what needs to be done. So whatever is coming up. I typically only check the assigned and missing. You could check this as often as you need to, depending on your child. I check in probably once a week. You might have one kid that's all over their assignments and you only need to check in once a week, or you might have one that's not so responsible that you need to check in on daily. And don't kirk out if there are a bunch of things in the missing folder before you talk to your kids. That's another lesson learned. Some of the assignments may be from a class that the assignments aren't graded and it's more just for housekeeping that they have to go in and, and submit stuff. Had this happen last year and the lesson was learned, just clear them out or I'm going to assume that it's really work missing and it's not going to end well because that conversation did not end well. I take school very seriously, which Anyone that knew me in elementary school or middle school or maybe even high school would be shocked about, although I did always get good grades. 
But my kids are all better students than I was. So I should probably be a little more lax, but it's still great to keep them accountable and to teach them these life lessons. <laughs> Number six, have a monthly calendar in a central location. If you do not have a home management center, then it's really time to create one. That is like the most important, useful tool to have in your house. And it doesn't have to be fancy. It's just literally a central place, usually in the kitchen area, where at a minimum, you are posting your monthly calendar. And once you get used to that, you can post your meal plan and even a weekly calendar if you need to. If you're doing a chore chart, that's a great place for them too. It's called a home management center because it's the one spot where you can manage your home, your family schedules, and your tasks. It's one place that everyone can go to where they know what's going on, reminders of everyone's responsibilities, a one-stop shop. We currently only have our monthly calendar up, but my weekly schedule and my meal plan, they're going up there too. They're currently just in my notebook, but my notebook is always around me and always either on my counter or on my desk, turned to the page where I'm working through whatever I'm working through that week. So everyone in my family has visibility to it if I'm around. I'm actually blocking out time this week to print out a bunch of copies of my templates so that I could just fill them out during my weekly planning to time block and then get them up on the board every week. Which, side note, all of my templates are available for free in my Facebook community. So you can check out the show notes for the link to join. And if you're not on Facebook, you can also get them free by signing up to receive my monthly email love notes. And stay tuned for those that have already signed up. My first love note is coming out soon. Number seven. Family meetings. This is not a formal thing, but you can make it formal if you wanted to, but make it fun. We usually just chat when we're sitting down for dinner on a Sunday and we'll talk through what the week looks like. The kids know their routine stuff like the sports and the clubs. But if we have a doctor's appointment or something like a Girl Scout or Boy Scout meeting that only happens once a month, we'll make sure to talk about it. Like this week, they all have picture days. The girls pick out their own outfits now. So it's just me reminding them what they need to do to be ready for it. If something they want to wear is dirty, making sure it's in the wash. Which brings me to procrastinating. One of the best sayings I ever heard at work, and I use it to this day, is poor planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on my part. And I instill that in my children and I instill it to my team at work. A lesson everybody needs to learn in life. If you need to get something done by a deadline, and it requires you to get something from someone else in order for you to get it done on time, you better give that person enough notice to work it into their schedule to get it done so that you get what you need back from them in time for you to do what you need to do and get it in by your deadline. Hopefully that made sense, but don't procrastinate. Number eight, plan ahead. It's great to get everything on your calendar to know what you have going on each day, but you need to make sure that you're planning ahead so you're prepared for whatever that week may bring. If your kid has a project due the following week, it's not something you can do overnight. You might need to get supplies, which require a trip to the store. And if it's something that involves paint or glue, you have to plan for drying time. For sports and games, you need to make sure that their uniforms are clean. And if you have a conflict, maybe you need to coordinate a ride, which brings me to number nine. Number nine, use your village. Ask for help and help a mama out. If you see you have a busy night or you have to get two kids to two different places, see if you can coordinate a ride and offer it to return a favor. 
Most parents will welcome the exchange. We all want our kids to have all of these experiences, and you don't want to not let one kid do something because it conflicts with another one of your kids' schedules. So use your village. Where there is a will, there is a way, and you will find the help. And number 10, most important, schedule in family time. Family time has become a non-negotiable for me. And when you think about it, what are you doing all of this for? Why are you working? Money for your family and your family's future, but what about the present? To quote Ferris Bueller, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you can miss it. Don't miss this time with your family. We're in the third week of September already. Like, that is insane. Halloween is six weeks away. Thanksgiving, nine weeks. Christmas, 14 weeks. You're going to blink and it's going to be 2024. So schedule in your family time. Well, those are my 10 tips to help you with your kids' schedules. To recap, number one, create a photo album in your phone for important information and key dates. Take those screenshots, take those pictures, and pop them in. Number two, coordinate your calendar. As soon as you get a date, put it on your calendar and share it with your family. Number three, link your Google Calendar to Alexa. Ask her what's going on today. She can be your new personal assistant. Number four, hold your kids accountable for their stuff. Make it a rule that if they need something signed, they get it in front of your face. Number five, Check in on their Google Classroom or whatever electronic software the school uses to post assignments. It's the best way to make sure they're keeping up with their work and to see what's coming up. Number six, have your monthly calendar in a central location. Post your monthly calendar, meal plan, chore chart. Look at a one-stop shop for all the information your family needs to stay on schedule. Number seven, have a weekly family meeting. It doesn't have to be formal, just making sure everyone knows what's coming up that week and what they need to do to make it a success. Number eight, plan ahead. Now that everyone knows what they need to do, make sure they are doing their part to make it happen, like making sure they have a clean outfit for picture day. Number nine, use your village. Set up carpools so you don't have to do everything yourself. Number 10, schedule that family time in. You don't want to blink and have missed some opportunities to make some amazing memories. I'd love to hear which tip you're going to try out. Head on over to our Facebook community and tell me all about it. Link is in our show notes. Sending you so much love and light until next time on Mom Wife Career Life with Carrie Pat. Before you go, if you found this podcast helpful, I would be so grateful if you would take a minute, go on over to iTunes and leave me a review. If you have other stressed out mamas in your life that you feel this podcast could help, take a screenshot of this episode, post it in your Instagram stories and tag me and let them know they are not alone and they can create balance in their life too. If there is a topic you would like me to cover or you just want to connect, DM me on Instagram at mom.wife.career.life or join our new Facebook community. Sending you love and light until next time on the Mom Wife Career Life podcast with Carrie Pat.